Well, it is Christmas time in the 509. Um, welcome to our weekly podcast episode called The Midweek, part of our Cheney Faith Center podcast um, channel. And um, we're going to switch things up a little bit these next couple of weeks and have it really centered around our Advent series. And um, Advent is just really preparing our hearts and our minds for King Jesus. And I think that's just super essential right now in this time of COVID and just just crazy things happening is just to really center on the truth of who Jesus is during this Christmas season. So we're going to be unpacking some more of those words of Advent, hope, love, joy, and peace, but also having some other guests come in and just talk to us about how, and we can learn and glean from how we can disciple our families best during this Christmas season, but also disciple ourselves during this uh, during this Christmas season. So it's going to be a good time. Um, we might also take a few weeks off kind of in that Christmas time. Um, so don't expect a weekly episode around Christmas and into that first part of January. Um, but yeah, we are excited for the upcoming episodes. So here's what's happening this week. Well, good morning or afternoon or evening whenever you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> it's Pastor Cooper and um, I have two amazing guests with me this morning, um, April Mitchell and Elsa Martin. Um, they're our Faith Kids directors and I thought it would be a good opportunity just to hear from them, um, ask some questions about Christmas, families, kids, all that stuff because um, this year is weird. It is different. <laughs> and, but Christmas is Christmas. And so I think it'd be good just for us to hear a little bit of insight and wisdom from our Faith Kids directors. And they do a great job, um, not only discipling kids, but helping disciple families and equipping families to disciple their kids. Um, but first, let's just get to know about you guys a little bit in case somebody's like, I don't know who these people are. Um, so April, why don't you go first? Just say a little bit who you are, what you do. Um, just, you know, just a little bit of an insight from, from you. And also, I guess like your favorite Christmas memory, maybe growing up. Jeez. Put me on the spot. (laughs) Um, so I'm April Mitchell and I'm one of the faith kids directors here at Cheney Faith Center. And, um, see, I've been married for 20 years this, as of this last summer. And we have three kids, 15, 13, and eight. And my oldest is in the process of driving, so that's kind of fun, but she's doing great. Um, And yeah, I I get the blessing of being a stay-at-home mom and working part-time at the church for Jesus, so it's just great. Um, My favorite Christmas memory, man, this was tough. I was trying to think back about what it was, but I couldn't think of one thing in particular, but what I thought of was that... um, in our family, we chose to do almost all but one present on Christmas Eve because Christmas was the day we wanted to focus on Jesus and that and his birth and what all that meant. So we celebrated Christmas on Christmas Eve, actually, and we had a dinner with family, with my grandma and everything, and then we'd open up our presents, and then the next morning we'd get our Christmas morning present and then just relax and have fun as a family and focus on Jesus that day. So that would probably be my memory that just really stands out to me. And we've incorporated that a little bit with our kids too. That's super fun. So my name is Elsa Martin and I am the other Faith Kids director here. (laughs) (laughs) And I have two kids. One is almost six and one is three. And they are 
adorable and they keep me on my toes. <laughs> and my husband is a teacher here in Cheney School District. And I was really trying hard to think about a favorite Christmas memory. And it's a little bit tricky to think of maybe a favorite one. But one that I remember primarily because we did it every year and it was so silly, I think. We had a living room ceiling that was really, really tall, like 16 or 20 feet at the, wow. at the peak. And it, it demanded that we have a 16 foot Christmas tree. <laughs> and I don't even know how we got that on our van. I don't know anything, <laughs> but we would go every year up to Green Bluff and we would chop down a Christmas tree and we would put it on the top of our van. And we were those people driving all the way from Green Bluff <laughs> to Cheney. And then we had to get it in the door of just a regular size door and stand it up. Good thing all of us kids were teenagers at that point, so we could all contribute. But we had to get the extension ladder out and everything. It was a huge production, but it was so fun. And um, every year there were spiders in it. Uh. Every year. So, Which is why I don't do a real treat. <laughs> Yeah, so so um, getting a really, really tall, absurdly tall Christmas tree, decorating it, it was the only way we could probably fit all the ornaments on it, and um, that was a really f a, a favorite Christmas memory growing up. Very nice. Well, Elsa and I are sharing the microphones. We're going to be passing it back and forth, <laughs> so if you hear any like, that's just the microphone going back and forth. Um, well, I want to get into some questions that uh, maybe families have listening to this podcast um, and just maybe they've already asked you guys or it's something that you're even processing as parents yourself with kids. So that this weird th this year is weird, 2020. <laughs> and um, I think, like I said in my message on Sunday, like the Grinch, it's like an appalling dump heap of <laughs> just whatever, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but, but what are ways that families can keep a sense of normalcy with Christmas this year or um, to maybe even create traditions or keep traditions? I guess just like, you know, just making Christmas still um, a season that's good for kids and family and all that stuff because everything's different i mean everything's changed so why don't you guys just give a little perspective on that and um, yeah okay well as i was thinking about this question i was thinking about all the activities that we like to do as a family and um most of the activities we can still do because even though with the social distancing guidelines and everything so I don't feel like we've had a whole lot of like limitations. I mean, we like to go to Leavenworth and they're not doing that this year. And if all the crowd of people, it's really not social distancing either. But, you know, it's not like we've done that every single year. We've just done it majority of the time. But, you know, there's still lights you can go drive around and see. And at some parks, you can even get out and walk in. And um, we've just decided that we're just going to be intentional and do things, especially since we have this time where we're at home with our and we have our kids with us more than we normally do, try to be intentional about it. So, you know, that's just what we've done so far. We've, you know, set a certain day for us to decorate the tree and decorate the house that we did. We did cookies. We delivered cookies. Um, we did gingerbread houses last night. You know, I mean, we just, there's so many things that you can do. And, um, but you can also, as you were saying, Cooper, start those new traditions too, maybe. And as I was thinking about it, um, so growing up, our family 
didn't celebrate Advent. I had no idea what Advent was till I was an adult. I mean, we went to church and everything, and I don't know if it was the denomination I grew up in or what, but we didn't celebrate Advent. And so the last couple of years, probably longer than that since we've been at the church, we've, I've slowly but surely gotten to understand a little more what Advent is. And so, but this year I thought we have a great opportunity to actually really dive into Advent, see what it is and to make it meaningful for us and all that. So that's what we've been doing, especially with this journal. It's been great because there's so many things that you can do something every day and it doesn't have to be like digging into the word. It can just be like, hey, we're going to put songs on and just dance around or sing around and things like that. So um, for us, I feel like it's it's been easy to keep that normalcy. And we just try not to dwell on the stuff that we can't do that we've normally done. Yeah, this is also um, like you said, April, I think when you focus on what you can't do, you don't have the attitude. Mm hmm that you probably want in this season, yeah, certainly. Exactly. But when you focus on what you can do, and even if that's different. So I think some practical tips might be to look at your traditions. And if you can't do them in your normal capacity, what can you do? How can you tweak them so you can do them? Mm -hmm. For example, maybe you always had a Christmas party at your home and you're really... I think you should grieve that and, and your kids with, with you, you know, Oh yeah, you're right. We can't have our friends over for a big party like we usually do, but why don't we make some gift boxes and take them to each family? And then we can have a zoom meeting together. That's very much not a meeting. That's just a party. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And we'll open them together. And, um, maybe, maybe you coordinate a neighborhood snowball fight. You know, maybe you have a meetup at a park and you stake out your zones one time where there's, where there's <laughs> snow and, and you don't get to cross your zone, you know, but you're having a snowball fight with the neighborhood or some, some ways that you can tweak those traditions mm -hmm. so that you can still do them. Mm -hmm. And like you said, focus instead on what you can do rather than what you can't do. But thankfully, there's a fair amount of socially distanced oh, yeah. opportunities. And certainly, if it snows, there will be some outdoor activities available as well. Yeah. I think, too, like you were saying, Cooper, it's it's not a bad idea to start new traditions. Mm -hmm. If you have young kids, you know the repetition <laughs> is so important. How many times have you watched that movie or read that story mm -hmm. or listened to that song um, <clears throat> as some of your Spotify playlists of 2020 show? <laughs> um, and so just how you can start a new tradition, especially if you have young kids, mm -hmm. and but it's not too late if you have old kids, mm -hmm. something that you may find you want to do from here on out and um, repeat that every year. Maybe it is your Advent wreath like you and your mm -hmm. family discovered. Um, but just, I think it's our attitudes are going to make this season significant. And if we're focused on what we can't do, um, to the point that we let our grief overtake our celebration, it's going to be a really long season. Oh, definitely. And include kids, include your kids in the decisions. Hey, what do we want to do? I mean, mm -hmm. we have this day, we have nothing going on. Do we want to go look at lights tonight? Do we want to do something else? I mean, with cookies, for example, this year, we usually do it with friends and we make cookies together and everything like that. 
but we didn't do that this year. But this year, our kids wanted to do it still. So they each chose one that they wanted to do. And then we did some others mm -hmm. together. And then the next day, we went out and delivered. And we set them on the door, rang the doorbell, and <laughs> off we went. So still just adapting. Yeah. I love that. So you guys, I mean, it seems like perspective is huge when Definitely. it comes to this season and i love that like you said like allow your kids to have some buy into the process that it's not just like you dictating everything and stuff um so so april you have kids a little bit older mm -hmm. than like elsa has you know omeline's five and a half burke's three and stuff and so you've already gone through some of those younger years um but what, what are some practical ways that um you as as a family have made christmas more than just presents i mean i think growing up i, I love presents <laughs> it's like Who always doesn't? like I, know, I remember i remember I, I, this this memory going to the local lutheran church in my neighborhood um in spokane valley for with my grandma and stuff and just watching the clock like as soon as this service is over, I'm going home and tearing into those presents. Like, cause I was just like, I was like, come on, come on, wrap this thing up. You know, like, you're just like, let's go. Um, but, but what are some practical ways that, um, that you've made Christmas more than just presents? How do you get that bigger meaning of Christmas across? And I think you guys have already done a great job, like just leading our church and leading the art kids in that. But I'd just love to hear some of the practical ways that you still do that with older kids in high school and junior high. And well, Grace is third grade, fourth grade, third grade, third grade. Yes. Um, then Elsa with kindergarten. Yeah. Kindergarten. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then Burke and preschool and all that stuff, just kind of how that, how that works. So, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't, how do I want to say this? The, the, first of all, the things you start with your kids when they're young and if you incorporate them from the beginning, when they're young, they, they just love it. But as we've gotten older, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> for me, sometimes it's letting go of that control where I might control, like, this is what we're going to do. And this is where we're going to do, open it up to them and see what they want to do. And sometimes step back and realize, okay, me having control of this, whatever it is we're doing is not what needs to happen. So for example, like last night, they decided they wanted to do gingerbread houses. So we did it. And I just kind of stepped back and just watched them and let them do it and then help if they needed or stuff like that. But let them, you know, where just let them decide. So like with the cookies, for example, like they, um, they decided they wanted to do it and they decided who they wanted to give the cookies to and who we were going to distribute them to. So we did that and they helped put them all together. Um, but it's easy. Like they, they, if you include them, they want to do things. They want to be active. They're, they're sick of sitting at home. They're sick of, you know, being on the computer all day long and everything. So finding things that they can do and go out. And so we just keep, I guess we just keep asking, Hey, what do you got? Anything you want to do? Or, you know, like, is there a movie you guys want to watch? You guys get to pick the movie or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I mean, and so we also try to make sure that, um, we we incorporate Jesus into what we're doing and stuff. So um, a couple of years ago, um, the girls, I, I brought up the idea of like, what about like making a birthday cake for Jesus, you know, for his birthday? And Avery just grabbed onto that idea and she wants to do it every year. She gets the cake, she, the cake mix, she makes it, she does everything like that. And she just loves that. And it's just, so I just find those things that the kids love and let them do it. And, you know, and I just kind of step back a little bit and 
step yeah. in? I don't know if that. Yeah, I think, I mean, some, some additional practical things and some of them may sound radical, but particularly in 2020, you probably don't need to ask your kids, what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> because you've spent every minute with them for the past nine months. And if you are not in tune to what they're after and what their likes are, yeah. well, then I'll trade you places because I've been around my kids nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really, I, I think sometimes we think that writing letters to Santa is a really fun activity, but it's just one of those things, a little drop in the bucket of shifting our focus mm -hmm. from Jesus and putting it on something else, which in this case would be on getting gifts and on what you want to get for Christmas. So maybe that's a tradition you do every year and it might be really radical for you to, to not write a letter to Santa, but Instead, maybe write a list with your kids of gifts, gifts they can give, um, ways they can bless others. One thing to, um, there are giving trees in our community. There are schools that are doing giving trees. So maybe that's something you can do with your family is make a list of ways you could bless someone else, um, gifts you could give to those who really got hit hard. And maybe that's you. Maybe that's you. And so you're looking at this going, I, I can't ask my kids to write a letter to Santa because there's nothing. There's no extra this year, um, which your, your kids are getting just like dropped into the pool of exactly what it looks like to mm -hmm. shift your focus. Um, I think some other real practical ways might be to memorize our, our Advent journal verses or pick some of your own that you want to cling to and focus on this Christmas. Memorizing scripture is a really good way for you to draw that up throughout the day. Um, having conversations, key conversations with your kids about how to show Jesus love. Um, another thing that our family has the benefit of doing, which it might not work in every situation, but we have small this year, Maybe we'll have gatherings. I don't know. But usually <laughs> we have small gatherings with our extended family over multiple time periods. So mm -hmm. we aren't spending like 10 hours focused on gifts, um, <clears throat> opening gifts, doing gifts, like on Christmas morning or Christmas Eve, whatever your tradition mm -hmm. is. And so we get to go and see grandparents on one side. And with that is often a meal and a time where we get to socialize and we get to play games with aunts and uncles. And it's, it's more than simply a time mm -hmm. of opening gifts. Yep. So I think that's a all encompassing way to make it less about gifts and more about spending time with family, showing mm -hmm. your light and love of Jesus to others. I mean, there's so many more, but I think that's probably a good Well, I liked start. what you said about the gifts. It made me think of like when you give something to somebody. Our kids, <clears throat> we do uh, the Operation Christmas Child every mm -hmm. year. Even if our church doesn't yeah. do it, we still do it every year. And our kids have done it ever since they were little. And the idea of getting a gift for somebody who doesn't have something or mm -hmm. the adopting somebody from a tree. I mean, just that idea, like I said, of mm -hmm. why are we celebrating this season? Are we celebrating it so you can say, me, me, me? Mm -hmm. Or are we celebrating it for the idea that mm -hmm. Jesus came to give himself to everybody? So what, sh what can we give to people? What can we do for others? And 
Yeah. And whether it's spending time with family, spending time with friends, doing cookies, mm-hmm. helping another family, there's multiple ways you can go yeah. about that. I think what I, what I was kind of hearing too from, from what you're both saying is like, this is a different year, so why not switch some things up? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like this complete, like, just get rid of everything. <laughs> like, like, like you were saying, like one radical step might be like, maybe we're not going to write a letter to Santa. We'll do this differently, you know, mm-hmm. but maybe you still incorporate some of the other big things that you do that are just, you know, what you've done as a family, but just making those small changes mm-hmm. um, and just, yeah, just a slow perspective change is, is really good. I think something that's really helped um, just to at least equip our church families is the Advent Journal. And we've made this more of like a, a family journal. It could be used for, you know, people who are 95 years old to whatever, families with small kids. Mm-hmm. And um, for people by themselves, like, it's it's really cool. And I love how you guys have put a lot of things in, in there for, like, the family connection points and activities and stuff. Uh, my, my mom asked me, actually, like, a week ago, she's like, are you and Wit like, doing all those things in the journal? And I was like, no, I'm not really. <laughs> like, like it's, it's a miracle when we can gather, light the <laughs> candle, say the prayer, and have like, you know, because I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So it's like, yeah, we're not doing like all the things. You should have seen me last night with a 15 and 13-year-old doing <laughs> right, little candle lighting. It's, it's right, not many, yeah. much different than yeah. a three and a one-year-old, let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's been so fun, even just those little things to, to do. And I think even, I guess, if whoever's listening, like, there's no pressure to, like, do all the things. It's just there. It's mm-hmm. just a resource to use. But... Um, with the Advent Journal, and there's some family parts in there, um, what what are some things that you would suggest um, to use or to do? Like, if your time is limited, and if it's like, yeah, we, we get, like, it's just crazy, you know, um, just to kind of go after. So I'm, like, I'm going to give it to Elsa first, or April or Elsa. Yeah, to Elsa. Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think... There is a lot in that journal and we are not, we are absolutely not expecting or even intending for you to do everything. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to pick and choose what works best for your family. Mm-hmm. If, if you're going to do just one part, if you're looking at your schedule and you're like, I got 10 minutes a week, max tops, which is very realistic. And you are going to be fine. If you spend 10 minutes as a family, then do the candle lighting together. Yeah. Sit down. It doesn't have to be at dinner. It doesn't have to be at breakfast. Just find some time, light the candles, pray, and and memorize the weekly verse. You it, it's interesting and it's it's one of the ways that the spirit works, right? When we have his scripture in our minds, we can recall that. It helps filter um helps our eyes filter what we're seeing throughout the day through mm-hmm. that verse. And so as we go through this season, just spending those few minutes one time a week and then putting that scripture in your mind, it will help you do kind of what we're talking about. Keep your eyes focused on what is most important, which is Jesus in this season. And um, each each thing that you encounter that day in that week, it will tie back to that week's theme. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to yep. take it one step further without doing a ton of extra, look at your traditions, whether that's going, like you were saying, going to see Christmas lights, you know, and talk about why we even put Christmas lights up. And it has to do with the light that Jesus brings to our world, right? He is a light in mm-hmm. darkness and how beautiful it is. 
and and all of your traditions, mm-hmm. whatever they may be, um, yeah. looking at those through the lens of love, hope, joy, and peace mm-hmm. each week. Yeah. Yeah, even like the lights. I mean, you can get joy out of that. You can find peace in it. You know, if you're with your family, you're having a loving experience, hopefully, or not, they're not, you know, dying to get out of the car or something. But, um, but too, like if you have kids at home and, you know, maybe the advent, the candle lighting, you know, they're running all over the place. On our website, we have a weekly script thing that we found that you that we adapted that you can do and like your child reads part of it you read part of it so it's easy to maybe that's how Mm -hmm. you can get them clued in for the five to ten minutes that you're going through and doing it and there's memory as bible verses in there i should say not necessarily memory verses but bible verses that Mm -hmm. talk about that theme too so that's another easy thing you can do right around there but really i would say take a few minutes to look through that week and see what is in there? What are the what do the readings look like? What are the activities? And say, okay, well, I can do the Advent candle lighting, and maybe I can do something else. What else would work, you know? And or maybe you can just have music playing constantly in the background, the Spotify list mm-hmm. for the week or whatever. So yeah, that's cool. And you guys have also put some stuff on the kids portion of the website, right? That's what you're saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you go to chinifacecenter.org backslash kids, or else you can just navigate it through our main website navigation mm-hmm. you got some cool pinterest um, links and different cool things that just help also have some other like ideas to mm-hmm. do which is awesome so i love that resource as well for parents just to mm-hmm. go to where it's like i have done all the crafts what can i do <laughs> like you know mm-hmm. it's just like oh yeah i was laughing when you're talking about the christmas light stuff because i remember at one time amelene she so elsa is my sister-in-law um <laughs> is that what technically it is my brother-in-law's wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Amelie's my niece, and she was like, why are your Christmas lights on during the day? And I was like, the light of Jesus never stops. <laughs> and she just looked at me like, are you serious or not? And I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> just cracked me up. Um, so uh, I want to just kind of go on to one last question. I'm going to that very, very last question. So we're going to skip that kind of second to last one. Um, and not that you have to give like a, an official theological statement (laughs) or anything, but I think it's just good to hear perspective because, um, this is a question that like, you don't have to like agree, like, you know, have to have full on, but Santa and and Jesus and Christmas. Um, and so like, I guess, how do you balance that? Um, cause I, I grew up in a household that was full on Jesus, full on Santa and it was fun, you know, and then there's other friends of mine who are like, no, like we didn't do this. We didn't do that. And so there's always these different ways, but what are just like some, some ways you can balance both like the fun. It's all fun. I'm not saying, <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> it's going to come across like the Jesus part. It's not fun. No, that, that's so not true. It's the greatest part. Yes. But I guess like just, you know, like the, the other parts of, I'm going to stop talking because I'm going to dig myself into a hole and um, I'm going to do a smart thing and pass the mic. That's hilarious. <laughs> this is Elsa. And uh, it, it is tricky to balance the truth of Jesus <clears throat> with the, the cultural tale of Santa. And, and I think April and I were talking about this beforehand we, we mostly, I think we just want 
our hearts to be what you're doing is not wrong. It, there is not a, a directive in scripture that says you can or you can't. Um, but if your heart's in the wrong spot, then you need to have a, a pretty good look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And it, the birth of Jesus is of such magnitude and of such significance, not only to our culture, but to all of time that we literally start counting years when he was born. Mm-hmm. And when we celebrate his birth with such magnitude and significance, then it's whatever traditions you bring alongside that, excellent. But if you're celebrating his birth as the second reason for Christmas, um, that's when you're going to be in trouble. And that's when you need to to really take a good hard look in the mirror to see what am I teaching my kids Am I using this as a chance to disciple them of the biggest thing that our world has ever experienced? And, and are we teaching them the true meaning of Christmas? Like we talked about earlier, that it's not about gifts, that it's not about the surprise on Christmas morning from the man in the red suit, (laughs) or is it, is it a celebration of the birth of Jesus? Is it a, is it a birthday party? Is it, mm-hmm. is it huge? Is it magnificent? Um, it can be, Santa can be a part of Christmas, but he shouldn't be the reason of Christmas. Yes, I think, I think that's mm-hmm. maybe the, the mentality that I would, I, we want mm-hmm. you to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of like you, Cooper. I grew up with Jesus and Santa too. So, but, um, you know, when, when you start having kids, you start, you know, it's, it's different than what your parents did, or you think about things differently. And, um, when Elsa and I were talking about this, I was telling, I remember one time I was at a mops group and this mentor mom was up there and she's like, we didn't do Santa cause we didn't want to lie to our kids. And I'm like, and I saw all these moms go like, like they're all of a sudden were like, Oh my goodness, am I horrible? Because I've been lying to me, you know? And I'm like, Oh, we don't want, that's not what we're trying to say, you know, but we just, you know, I mean, I think it's Santa's, you know, like Rudolph or Frosty the Snowman or the Grinch, you know, he's just one of those holiday characters that happens this time of year. And, you know, some people like to write letters. Some people like to do that. And if, if that's what you like to do, great. As long as like what Elsa said. Jesus is still your main focus and you're, fo- and you're pointing your kids towards Jesus. And that's just an additional part of it. We also like to talk to our kids about how Santa, how, how we know Santa today came from St. Nicholas and who St. Nicholas was and what he did and how he was, he was giving and he wanted to give to others for Jesus. And so we focus a lot on that and we incorporate that a little bit. Like they'll get some gold coins in their stockings or an orange, you know, things like that, that have to do with how, um, the story of St. Nicholas given to the father who had, who need dowries for his kids. And, you know, so, I mean, we just, you you can incorporate it and have fun, but it doesn't have to be your focus completely. And that's just what, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think being intentional about what you bring in your home, because our, our media is certainly portraying um, all those characters that you listed Mm -hmm. as the meaning behind Christmas and so being really intentional, choosing books that are about St. Nicholas or obviously the nativity mm-hmm. and the birth yeah. of Jesus, those, those deeper meanings rather than simply the surface meanings. Mm-hmm. And 
And I also want to caution parents. It's really, really nice to have that trump card of Santa checking the list. <laughs> and so you better behave because, because December can be stressful. And when you can just say to your kids, Santa's watching, it's sometimes really nice. But I want to caution you, mom and dad, that um, you don't do that because one, it's, it's really not going to be very helpful for you come January, as you always discover. But um, it's also not portraying to your kids the true meaning of Christmas and what it truly is about. Mm-hmm. And that their, their gifts that you, you're giving them are not earned by their behavior, but mm-hmm. their gifts that you're giving them are radical symbols of the gift that God gave us mm-hmm. in Jesus. Amen. And mm-hmm. so, um, I think, I think those would be our cautions and yes. our, our opportunities for you to reflect in the mirror on Santa. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. So you're also saying I've been lied to. Santa's not real. <laughs> That's what you're saying. I want to just make that clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no um, comments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we may delete that out. Who knows? Um, no, that that's great. I love that. Um, just the the purpose behind. Yeah, for God's love, the world He gave, not mm-hmm. because we earned it or anything. It's a it's a movement of grace mm-hmm. um, on His part, and that's a, it's a good thing to model through Christmas mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this was a good conversation. We're right at the half hour mark, 31, 32 minutes. Um, so I think that's a perfect time to kind of cap it. So thanks, ladies, for joining and giving some thoughts and perspective. Yeah, of course, of course. What was, you want to say something? It was very fun. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. And I have to say one thing. Elsa is wearing um, Christmas light bulbs earrings. So they are the nostalgic C9 style bulbs. Um, they are the real <laughs> deal. Yeah, they're silver just so you guys can get a picture of what's happening here. So, yeah. Well, um, the next few weeks, we we may or may not have episodes. <laughs> just depends on how things are happening. So if one doesn't show up, it's because we're maybe taking a little bit of a break from some of the podcasts and getting some other things in line. But I want to also encourage you, if you are listening, um, please even email questions about faith, about theology. We're going to start doing some more questioning stuff. Um, into the new year. And so you can email my email, which is cooper at cheneyfacecenter.org. We'll start kind of getting a a collection of questions that we'll start kind of going through and stuff like that. So, um, well, thanks for joining us and spending some time with us and um, know that Jesus loves you. So does April. So does Elsa. So does myself. So does Mark and Kate. They always love you. (laughs) They always do. (laughs) So, all right, I'm going to sign off. Bye. Yeah.